Trust should be the basis for all our moral training. To Robert Baden Powell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get down. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. Welcome to Leaders and Legacies, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Dave Rockwell, and joining me on the cast are Chris Cooper, Rachel Richards, and Seth Lowe. In addition to playing Dungeons & Dragons, all four of us also volunteer our time as leaders with the Boy Scouts of America. May have come for the dungeons or the dragons, but stay for the fun! Now it's time for week four of Leaders and Legacy. With me uh, tonight is, uh, let's start with you, Rachel. Say hi. Hey, I'm Rachel. I'm a Cub Master and Multi-Den Leader, and I play Fezzik. Awesome. Uh, Seth, uh, say hello to the folks. Hey, I'm Seth. I play Corin, and I am Assistant Cupmaster for PAX 1683. Awesome. And certainly last but not least, Chris. Hello, Dave. This is Chris Cooper. I'm still a District Commissioner and Council Level Trainer, and I will be playing Thorin. Or is the Thandor. And I am playing Thandor. Thank you, Chris. And I'm your DM, Dave Rockwell. I'm an assistant council commissioner for roundtables and scoutmaster of Troop 1570. Friends, we are burning daylight. It is time to start moving south. Yeah, Marcus, you know, kind of allows you to, you know, put, position him in the group however you'd like. So he'll, he'll walk at the front if you want him at the front. Walk him, yeah, wherever you'd like him to be, he will. He could stay. He could stay back by me, and we can discuss our beliefs in nature with one another. That is a great idea, Tornado. Great idea. And Corin will stay up with Fezzik on point. Yeah, Corin, one of the things that yeah, I think you had done is you had buried his club that he had been carrying. I, I would have returned everything when I was resetting the land, so I would have resurfaced all of his equipment that we removed from his person and just left it on the ground for him. Yeah, the angel and the club were about the only things he had on him, you know, besides maybe a few items you know, tied to his belt, you know, like some rope and a few other things. So, yeah, he thanks you for the club. It ends up, yeah, you know, kind of strapping it across his back. Corin, do you want to turn into an animal and take a ride on my shoulder? And then you can have animal hearing as a better... Either that, or I can continue using the tremor sense to feel if anything is sneaking up that gets missed. Totally up to you. I'm just offering it. I think I'll hike along with you for the moment. Okay, yeah, so you're able to yeah, make a good good uh, time on a mile or so. Survival check to see if you're still following the trail. 15. Okay, yeah, no, very good. Yeah, you're, you're continuing you know, on this path. 
you see that it's a little bit yeah, westward. Um, so you're now heading southeast, following a kind of a clear trail. Find one place where it appears he may have you know, snagged his shirt on a branch and pulled a uh, chunk of the fabric off. Do you need this back? Thank you. I, I, you know, I can mend this. Yes. You see him slip it into his pocket to deal with later. Not wanting to slow down to take care of it now. During during this hike, Vandor uh, in his whisper will be explaining Fezzik's reluctance towards orcs to him. So Fezzik, of course, can hear everything I'm saying, but I'm just explaining that she's that Fezzik is wary of orcs because of what had happened to her, her family. His his family. His his his, his family. At which point. Corin's going, I can't hear the surroundings over thunders or tornadoes whispers. I'm going to take you up on the animal form <laughs> and burst into a falcon and just kind of flutters his way up Fezzik's arm and sits on Fe Fezzik's shoulder. Can't fly, but I can at least have the advantage on eyesight perception. Don't poop on me. Call, call, call. <gasps> no, just call. <laughs> Thandor, were you going to say something? I just worry. Is there evil in this woods that we should be watching out for, Brother Market? He's, you know, two days ago, I would have told you this was one of the most beautiful places. Before we entered the grove, something didn't quite feel right. We will keep that in mind. Let us know before we get to the grove. I am not easily surprised. Probably uh, late to mid-morning by now. Roll another survival check to see how you're doing on staying on the uh, trail. Twelve. Yeah, Marcus sees that you still have the trail and he's like, you know, things are becoming more familiar. Uh, I think we're not too far off now. You know, maybe another quarter mile to a half mile. Continue on further down the path. And, you know, it's here where things kind of get muddled. There's a bit more scrub brush underneath the trees and it's getting a little hillier in this area. And in fact, you can see that several hills are starting to come together and uh, roll me another survival check to see if you can spot where the trail goes off in this area, because it is, you know, uh, a mix of terrains. Can I possibly assist with the uh, perception bonuses of the hawk? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I rolled a 17. Yeah, uh, okay, now, if you want to roll, roll an advantage just to see if you, uh, you know, hit the jackpot. Who are you talking to, Dave? You. Fezzik. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, roll an advantage, Fezzik. Sorry. Yeah, that nice long silence, though, will be easy to edit out. <laughs> Still the 17. Still the 17. Was, okay. I was looking, I think that I have something in my write up about working in the woods. I was just trying to figure out what it was. Okay. Yeah. No. So, you know, with that 17 and the you know, details that Marcus has provided to you, your mind kind of almost snaps to almost a hidden glade that, you know, the hills come together in a way that, you know, create an optical illusion of, you know, there not being a way to pass ahead, but that if you walk straight forward, that, you know, this path will, uh, you know, take you know, deeper into the hill and uh, it looks brighter beyond kind of, you know, the end of this little passageway. Hey guys, it looks like it's over there. Shall we continue on? Yeah, Marcus, yes, yes, we are close. We are close now. You can see he's still a little bit shaken by the events of yesterday. Let's get the angel out and ready. I just want to get it back on its spot. Okay, so, you know, as you kind of make your way down the path, you do see that it starts to open up and, yeah, the trees switch from evergreens and oaks and maples 
to see more and more birch. As you kind of round the corner at the very end of the path, it opens up into what you would describe as just this natural temple that these birch trees have, as Marcus described, formed this canopy that, you know, gives the whole area a glow as the nature pervades into this area. Roll me a perception check, though, as you go in. And Thandor, you're already at a 19, aren't you? And my passive perception is a 16. 16, okay, that's still pretty good. <laughs> I was actually gonna stop right there, stop at that entrance before I step in and turn to Corrin, hey, you wanna do your thing? Um, so yeah, Corrin, if you'd like to, you can uh, do kind of a quick turn around and uh, check out the area and roll perception as you do that as well. So I got a 20 on my perception check. Okay, yeah, with a 20. One of the things that you see is that there, there seems to be a magic underneath the magic you feel in this area. One that is attempting to hide something, a darker magic that it's almost intangible, that darker magic. But with that 20, you sense that something is not quite right, that Marcus was correct. Everything wants your senses to believe that this this area is very peaceful, very passive, and you know, the sanctuary to nature itself. Something is amiss. I will shift back into Corrin and just kind of put my, my hand up going, um... Yeah, no, guys, we, we need to stop. Something is not right here. So let's back up. I'm going to kind of feel my way back to the perimeter of where the I feel the magic shift. So the, the trees form a giant circle with their canopies all kind of touching. So yeah, if you stay outside the border of trees, you yeah, that's kind of where you feel that um, shift point. Is there anything on the trees like are they like inscribed pillars of a natural temple or something or um they, they yeah they give the appearance of pillars but you can tell they're just natural like paper bark birch trees i can go ahead and detect if there is any magic in this area your detect magic will light up like a christmas tree i can tell you that now yes it does light up like a christmas tree or sorry like a festivus tree or a festival tree. <laughs> I would, yeah, because I would do that as a ritual. As, as you do that, you sense two layers of magic, some very celestial and divine in nature. And then underneath it, almost as if it's trying to hide, necromancy is hidden underneath the other magic. I detect a very good magic, but then I also detect a very evil magic, the magic of the dead. I would say let's stop, let's rest for a moment from our long hike this morning before we enter there and try to do anything that may exert us. From where you're kind of standing, even if you're kind of peeking around the trees to look, you do see that at the very center is the altar that Marcus described. It is a uh, stone altar that looks to be made of granite or something similar. It's intricately carved for that type of rock. It's the only thing visible in the center of, of, of the uh, temple. How far away is it? Probably it's about a 30 foot radius, so 60 feet across the, uh, you know, the, the sanctuary itself. How high is the canopy, the top or like the lower branches of the canopy over the altar? 
you know, the lower branches are probably about 15 to 20 feet up, depending because they kind of angle up. Uh, the trees themselves, they're slightly varied in height. So anywhere from like 50 to 70 feet high at the top. Okay, so the rules of wild shape for me, I can't actively fly at the moment. Could I glide if I turned into a bird form? Um, I would allow that. Okay. Corin looks at the orc going, you wanted lunch? Why don't you take a lunch break now? Because we might need you momentarily. What do you remember? Where did that creature come from? Did the, one of these trees on the outside come alive and attack you? Or did it step from one of the trees? It stepped from one of the trees. So I was points to this side. I was this side of the altar and it came from the far side directly at me. It diverged from the tree as if separating from it, as if it were hiding as part of it. I know there are some powerful druids that can step through plant life and appear somewhere else. Yes, it, it was using some sort of magic to almost tree-step its way through you know, the, the woods chasing me. Last night when we were fighting it, I would see it go into a tree and then come out of another tree. We not damaged it as much as, as we had. My friends and I probably, you would not have been able to defeat it because you know it, it, it overwhelmed us very quickly. Can we see the body of his friends in the temple? No, you do not see anything that looks like a battle happened here yesterday. Fezzik, why don't you walk around with me and let's see if we can find the tracks of his party entering where they entered from and or tracks of his party leaving. We know this is where he left from because we backtracked him to here. But maybe his acquaintances went from a different direction. Yeah, I was actually going to say if you're going to do any kind of gliding and do an overhead, I was going to walk the perimeter of the grove on the outside of the trees. Okay, do you want to do that independently or go together? I think I would rather fly over Fezzik and do my scan while directly kind of over top. So I would kind of climb my way up to the top of the tree, go back into bird form, uh, vault off, and then just kind of glide around the perimeter okay. above Fezzik's head. So as Fezzik's walking, uh, kind of trotting around, I would just do one loop over top and yeah, then... Yeah, so yeah, roll, I guess, yeah, survival check, because I guess you're trying to track tracks. Well, well it's a good thing... <laughs> what? It's a good thing you're good at survival tracking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, Corin didn't see Jack. <laughs> You, do you get any kind of advantage because you're a hawk? I get advantage on perception checks. So I am less looking for their tracks in the party. I'm more looking for the environment, for anything noticeable. If there are trees sticking out, if there are branches that look like they shouldn't be there as part of the tree. Um, yeah, if you'd like to roll perception for that, you can roll perception for that, yeah. Brian, before you do that, let me help you out and give you some guidance. Ooh. Nice. So you have one D four to assist you on your next roll. So that puts me at a twenty with the guidance. Okay. So yeah, as you work your way around the periphery, you get about halfway 
around the circle when you notice that, you know, much like the illusion you know, that you had seen, you kind of came in that hid the grove you know, as you approach from outside. Yeah, you know, there seems to be a similar crack in the wall just beyond the 180 degree mark around the circle um, from where, you know, you would come in that uh, another one of those entrances seems to you know, be right there in the wall, but you can't see it directly, but you, you just get the sense that it's there. So I will land back on Fezzik's shoulder as, as he makes it way, his way back to the group, back to Tornado and Marcus. Um, and then once we're back with Tornado and Marcus, uh, I will release my animal form. Um, I'm like, okay, so I believe there is another opening on the far side. I did not see anything that resembled one of those creatures from last night. Um, though, to be honest, I didn't get a really good look at it this morning because I didn't go bird form until later. Uh, but it didn't feel like anything. Um, I'm going to come over here and sit on the perimeter and eat my lunch um, and see if I can't feel anything in the temple before we go in after lunch. And so I will go and take my handful of berries and piece of bread and sit next to the temple wall uh, and just reach out and I will exert my blind sense, uh, which gives me tremor okay. sense all the way up to 60 feet for one-time use. Uh, and I will try and sense my way through the, the ground of the temple. Okay, yeah, you do feel that there there's kind of you know, chambers beneath the temple. Um, that you know that that entrance across the way probably leads down into them. It's eerily quiet. Your sense doesn't feel some of the normal creatures that you would expect, like insects and bugs, that kind of you know small life that you would expect to be in a place like this. Did I notice? Did I notice anything with my twelve? With your twelve, yeah. One of the things that you did find was that yeah that uh, um, you you found an arrow head, you know, as if somebody had maybe missed it, that, you know, it had been knocked off of an arrow. Does it look new? Or like it's been sitting there for a while? It looks fairly new, well-tended, as if it broke off and was scattered in, in a way that somebody cleaning this place up would not have necessarily noticed that it was hiding there. You caught a glint off of it, and, you know, you saw that it was an arrowhead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I picked it up. I'm going to bring it back, because maybe the orc will recognize it as one of his party. It does look like the arrow the elf carried. was great with that bow. Um, I, I fear that it's uh, not to find anything more of them than that. I'm go ahead and pocket that arrowhead, because I can use it to make another arrow for my... Um. So do we want to consider checking out that other entrance it leads to underground chambers i have a feeling since we're not finding tracks or anything of these people outside that they didn't come back out of the temple they got pulled into it in some way i think they're still here so hunting we will go okay are you going to circle around outside go cut across the temple how are you going to but is there is everybody ready or do we 
are, are you guys doing a short rest so that this orc can get a little more? Well, energy? essentially, I was kind of subtly saying, yeah, I'm taking a short rest so I can get my animal forms back. <laughs> I caught so, that. I caught that. <laughs> I only get two per short rest at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're able to kind of take as long as, um, as you want with lunch. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything that's an immediate threat. If we can access the pathways underneath from outside of the temple, um, I, I would suggest we do that. I hesitate taking the angel back into the temple um, as I think that's a catalyst to something coming after us. So you can either circle around outside the trees or cut across the, uh, the center of the temple. I'm inclined to circle around the outside to the trees till we get to the closest point to the entrance. Now that I know where the entrance is, uh, that way we walk through the middle of the temple as little as possible at the moment. I am still of the belief that we need to put this angel back, that this temple was ruined by it being taken. I believe we should hold on to it until we know more about what it is. If there is another druid circle that has one, maybe maybe we need to control it. And I believe we should also go straight through the shortest route to get to the temple. I'm not saying we shouldn't take the shortest route. I do think that we should do that. I just still feel like we need to get this angel. Maybe, maybe I'll just go, right? And I'll stealth my way in there with this angel and put it back where it was taken from. I say we hold it until we explore the temple and make the decision afterwards. I worry I worry that seeing us with it is going to open us up to attack, thinking that we are there to cause more harm. You can put it in a sack. You felt this thing. Did you not feel this thing? Like you can feel this thing. I can guarantee you they can feel this thing. It's not gonna matter whether it's hiding in a sack or not. If we put it back, someone else may take it. I think this is a key that we must hold on to and protect. All right, I'm gonna follow, follow your lead on this one. Anything goes wrong, it is your fault. I turn around and look at Marcus. You have the angel, right? He uh, offers it up and hands it well, over to you, uh, Thandor. <laughs> Marcus, my friend, you hold on to it. You are big and strong. Okay. I yeah, appreciate your trust in me. I lead them around the outside perimeter of the trees till we get to the close point. Like, yeah, rather than straight through the middle. Okay, so you're going around the outside? Yeah, Thandor, which direction are you going? Because it sounded like you were going through the middle. <laughs> I will follow them, but I believe there are great omens around the outside. The quickest way and the safest way is always the straightest way. All right, well, you're able to make it around to the you know, the entrance that uh, Corin found. Um, no incident, you, know, you don't sense anything uh, has changed since you've come around. Everybody do roll perception. 
Nine for Fezzik. Fifteen for Corin. Okay. Sixteen. Thandor. Corin and Thandor, you catch a whiff of something dark, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Yeah, that that yeah, that necrotic magic beyond the smell of dead leaves. Um, but yeah, that there is a smell of, of some rot underneath the, the beautiful smells that you, uh, you know, have been sensing so far. I smell the smell of compost. Yeah, Marcus, yeah, I did not note this yesterday, but something did feel amiss. You know, who's going through first? It's only wide enough for one, one at a time. So. Me. Okay, so yeah, Fezzik, as you push through, you immediately see that it kind of opens up into a small space. There you know, appears to be an area where people might have, you know, when the temple wasn't used, set things before going down so they didn't have to take them down in with them. Um, you know, almost a shelf um, off to one side, but that there's stairs that kind of start to wind down and, and uh, go down into the rock. Can I see what's on that shelf? Um, it just—it it looks like it had been used for that. There's nothing on it currently, other than maybe some some rock and other debris. Right. Yeah, not sure that, that you would you know uh, you would say as an object that had been specifically placed there. Peer down the stairs as far as I can see. Can I see the bottom? Um, do you have a I night do vision? Have vision? Okay, yeah. So you you can see 60 feet, and you kind of just see these stairs kind of continuing to spiral down into the dark. It's pretty deep. I can't see the bottom. <laughs> so I'm gonna start sneaking down. Okay, yeah, and yeah, probably, yeah, when you get a, what you feel is about as far as you can see down, you can see that it does kind of end about 60 more feet down below and that it opens up into, you know, a, a bit yeah, more of a room down below. Do any of you guys follow me? Okay. I didn't know if I was like stealthing down the stairs or not. If you'd like, yeah, roll stealth. Yeah. Well, if they're all following, I don't know how much it's worth stealthing. Oh, nice. I got 21. I got a 19 for stealth. Don't worry, I'm rolling at disadvantage here. So there's my first roll. Second roll is 14. Okay, yeah, no, everybody did pretty well because even you know, Marcus rolled a 15. Um, so yeah, you're able to move fairly silently. You know, the only thing you hear is maybe the, the sound of your, you know, um, you know, boots slightly scraping on the, on the floor, but it's not echoing. It's just, it's, you know, when you're trying to be stealthy, you, you know, it's that little bit that you can only, you know only you can hear. So as you approach the bottom, Fezzik, do, do these steps look like they've been used lately? Yeah, roll perception or insight on that, whatever you're better at, Fezzik. 21 for perception. 21 for perception. So with a, yeah, with a 21, you do feel that it, it appears, you know, that like uh, the dust that you would normally expect to be on stairs that had been disused or, you know, debris from leaves or other things that may have blown in here it appears to be missing. That was a good call, Corin. People have absolutely been up and down these stairs lately. Or things. People or things. 
kind of put my hand on the wall and listen for any anything moving nearby. With I'm back to my thirty foot range. Okay, yeah. Roll perception with that. Yeah. Nope. I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah. No. All all appears to be quiet. So I assume you continue down to the bottom? Yes. Keeping an eye out. Yeah, the room seems to open up. One of the things that, yeah, this room appears to be kind of hewn from the space. Roots and other things seem to have, um, you know, kind of popped through the walls and the ceiling um, and they kind of be sticking out. So they're, yeah, they're, they're deep roots for some of the trees down here. There's just some really deep roots. I mean, we're 120 feet down. They look very strong. That is a good sign for the health of these woods. Is the smell of rot increasing? Um, rule perception on that. That's a 24. Yeah, there there is definitely extra necrotic smell to 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 uh, yeah, the the root. Something's not right. This isn't right. These trees shouldn't be growing down here like this. And the roots themselves are like necrotic and rotten. Can I tell if they are birch roots or if they're the root of some other type of plant? These aren't even the roots to the trees anymore, I don't think. These are rotted and necrotic and twisted. This is not right. That is a bad sign, Corin. I agree. Marcus, you take point. Yeah, Corin, as you kind of back away to let Marcus take point, you're 24 for some reason it makes you irresistibly want to reach out and kind of reach through some of the roots and you lay your hands on on, on something that's buried kind of you know uh, you know uh, underneath the roots you feel them you know give way um and if you yeah it's like it's if you were to pull on it you know lightly whatever it is that you've just grabbed using this extra perception <laughs> You know, you feel it would come with you. I'll, I'll go ahead and pull it out. So what falls to your feet are the partly desiccated corpses of a woman um, clutching her son. And Marcus, you know, kind of steps back and that's that's Stora and Timon. No, you know, he begins to kind of you know look around very nervously and we'll end there for tonight. It's time for our Dungeon Master Minute, and here's your Dungeon Master, Dave. One of the things that we like to point out is that sometimes you just do things for the fun of it. We hope that the first four episodes of the show have 
intrigued you enough to keep listening. We're going to try to drop one episode per week to keep you entertained. We've actually been recording for months, so this should be fairly easy to stay on top of. So I'll simply ask if you enjoy this, please share it with others so that they can enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for joining us on Leaders and Legacy. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leader and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from Soundstripe.com. Logo art by Katherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. Check out these and many other amazing businesses by listening to us here on Leaders and Legacies. And never forget to remember... Don't Google me.